Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our Monday night Mishalei class. It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, looked at the this holy sefer, but we're happy to continue and move forward. For those following uh, inside the text, we are on the, still in the first chapter, and we're going to be learning today, starting from Pasuk Kaf. That's uh, verse twenty. Um, the the theme for tonight is the idea, and also for the, the really the balance of the, the, the chapter of the first parak, is the consequences of that will come to people who ignore the call to seek wisdom. Again, that's all that we've been focusing on so far from the start of the of the book is this concept of seeking and attaining wisdom. Um, and the the psukim that we're going to see uh, are directly addressing the the sinners, the people that have no interest in gaining wisdom. Um, and these psukim speak of punishment and retribution. You know, a person must constantly remind himself to fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu, be cognizant that there is a Creator, that there is a Divine Presence on top of him and watching him at all times. It's a prerequisite for any form of Chochmah that a person wishes to attain. And therefore, uh, these Pesukim that we're going to learn tonight and next class, which will conclude uh, the, the first chapter, which speaks um, of, of, of this, this idea, this facet, the importance of studying Chochmah, reiterating, reiterating the basic principle that fear of Hashem, Yirat Hashem, is the beginning of Chochmah. So with that, we move on to Pasuk Kaf. Pasuk Kaf writes, Shlomo HaMelech, Chochmot b'chutz tarona barechovot titen kola. Wisdom sings out in the street. It gives forth its voice in the squares. So in contrast to the robbers, who we spoke about at length in the last class, in contrast to the robbers who commit their crimes very secretly, the Torah, the wisdom of the Torah, calls out its message in a loud, clear voice. It's not fearful. It's not embarrassed. The Pasuk specifically writes the word chokhmot in plural. Chokhmah would be the singular uh, sense, and chokhmot is in plural. Wisdoms sing out in the street. The Meiri explains that the chokhmot here is a synonym for the Torah, and it alludes to each of the 613 commandments, each commandment has embedded in it a bra- branches and branches of wisdom that we have to pull out and draw out from within. Um, you can also say that the plural form alludes to the all-encompassing nature of the Torah, uh, which, which incorporates all the armidot, all our traits, and all uh, wonderful ideas. These pesukim are preceded by the warning to avoid the company of the wicked. In the last two, uh, in the last uh, shiur that we had, we went through many, many Pesukim discussing the importance, the essential prerequisite uh, for studying wisdom is to avoid the wicked. The pattern of separating oneself from evil prior to beginning or embarking on this correct path was learned by Abraham Avinu. Abraham when he obeyed HaKadosh Baruch Hu's commandment 
to lech lecha me'artzecha mimolatecha mibet avicha. The reason why Kadosh Baruch Hu commanded Abraham to leave his homeland is because his homeland was not a place that a person could acquire Torah and its lessons and wisdom. His homeland was a place of idol worship. It was a it was a place where monotheism was not considered was considered uh, uh, the worst of the worst. How can there be just one God? Impossible. So therefore, this idea of leaving the evildoers, leaving and separating yourself from evil, is learned from Avraham Avinu, and then reiterated and copied by David Amelech when he begins Tehilim, like we quoted previously. Praiseworthy is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And only then, only then can he chase after the Torah and the wisdom that follows. Rashi explains that the street, the word street mentioned in this pasuk, we said, wisdom sings out in the street, is in reference to the marketplace, the shuk. It's a metaphor to the Batei Midrash, the halls of, of, of Torah study, where the Chachamim come to pray, come to learn Torah and study. There is nothing in this world that can emulate the sound of a Bet Midrash. For those people who were privileged to study in the Yeshiva at any point in their lives, know what I'm talking about. If you've ever visited a Yeshiva, some of, some of the, 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 the monster Yeshivas such as Demir, or Panevich, or, or all the great yeshivot of the world, where you hear the sound of Torah, what it, what it means like to have three, 4,000 people in a room studying, but you don't need to have three, 4,000 people in the room. You can even have 15 people in the room. And the impact it makes, nothing in the world is like it. You know, the way that the, uh, the, the goyim have uh, their, their forms of study is the exact opposite. Where do you study? You go to a library. Library if you if you even speak at, at this uh, above a whisper, everyone's shushing you. Ah, shh, shh, trying to study. I'm trying to study. I have to focus. I have to focus. I have an exam. I have to focus. The way of Torah is different. To study Torah, it's bachutz tarona. It's out loud. It's like it's like a marketplace. You go into the shuk and you hear the yells and the screaming. So too, you go to the Bet Hamidrash. That's what you hear. There's mamash nothing like it. Similarly, the word rechovot, the squares are places where the Torah is broadened. It's expanded by the Chachamim, expanded by their, by their explanations and their interpretations of the Torah. When, you, when we uncover the true meaning through this, this, their study and their uh, discussions. There was once a story related in the Gemara in Masechet Moed Katan, where Rabbi Udana Si decreed that it was forbidden for any Jew to study with his students in the marketplace. Yeah, Torah should be in the Batei Midrash, in the Bet Knesset, or in your homes, but not in the marketplace. Despite the decree, Rabbi Chaya taught his two nephews in the shuk. He went to the shuk, he found a little corner, and he started teaching his students. And uh, Rabbi Uda Hanasi voiced his displeasure to Rabbi Chaya. And Rabbi Chaya responded to him with this pasuk, Chochmot Bachutz Tarona. Because Rabbi Yudan, see, why are you getting upset at me? Wisdom sings out in the street. Here I am, in the middle of the street, the, the largest street, the grandest street, the loudest street. That of the marketplace. That's what he interpreted to mean as the proper place to learn Torah. Rabbi Yudan disagreed with him. Rabbi Yudan told him his words were actually quite, 
quite harsh. He told me, if you learn the written verse and you didn't learn the Mishnah, and if you learn the Mishnah, then you didn't learn the Gemara, and if you learn the Gemara, it was not explained to you properly. What he meant to tell Rabbi Chia was that the proper explanation of that Pasuk is whoever engages in Torah study within, in the confines of the, in the walls of the Bet Midrash, then the Torah will, will herald him on the outside. Uh, and and all, Meaning the Torah re- requires a certain amount of seclusion and modesty indoors. And only then the effects will be noticed on the outside. That's how Rabbi Uda interpreted uh, this Pasuk. Rabbi Rabbeinu Yonam explains that those who give rebuke should make their voices heard, should make the words that they're saying heard in the city squares, in the marketplace, and all places where people gather, in order that the audience, the people listening, will will be impacted uh, by that. When Mordechai heard about the decree of Haman, and it, it really, really pierced his soul and his heart, he didn't go into his room and then cry by a pillow and pray. No, he went out in the square and he screamed and he screamed by It was a large yell. It was a it was it was it was piercing the, the, the heavens. He wanted everybody to hear. When it's time for rebuke, when it's time for action, the Chachamim were in charge to give that rebuke, to give that reproof, has to be outside. That's why Rav Hirsch uh, Zatzal explains that the wisdom of Hashem's teaching embraces all of life's phenomena. And, and this is, uh, it, it seeks to really animate, he writes, the heartbeat of humanity and civilization. That's what the teachings do. That's the purpose of a teacher going out and, and, and broadcasting the Torah to the public, to all the individuals who are, who are listening to it. Um, Moving on to Pasuk of Aleph. Berosh homiyot tikra bepitche she'arim. Ba'ir amarea tomer. This wisdom calls out at the head of noisy throngs, at the entrances of the gates in the city, it speaks its words. In the places where it can be heard, wisdom calls out that following. Uh, the following statement. You know, the word homiyot has the root word hema. Hema means to make noise. Since there's bound to be noise wherever crowds gather, then the word for crowd, therefore, is hamon. Hamon am. We say that Avraham Avinu was was described as av hamon goyim, the father of a multitude of nations, which implies that he was involved with so many people. Avraham Avinu was the first Kiruv rabbi to go out and pull individuals into believing in one in one God. In in what turned out obviously as we know to be Yadut, Judaism. He's Avamon Goyim. Avraham gathered by the tens of thousands and addressed him about Hashem Yachidum Yuchad, Hashem Echad Echad. So this is for Hashem Berosh Homiyotikra. It calls out. When in where, where people make noise, where things are happening, these pesukim is revealed to all the people who wish to uh, to listen to it. And since the words of the Torah and the commandments that are found in the Torah are well known and publicized to everyone, and everyone listens to it because people are teaching it uh, publicly, then no one can ever claim 
that its ways are hidden and its ways are concealed. We'll talk about certain individuals later of the, the, that, that Mishle uh, seeks to uh, you know, reproof for their actions. But over the course of history, there's always people that have things against the Torah. Where in the Torah does it say this? Where in the Torah does it say this? Why are you telling me that I have to do this? Where in the Torah does it say this? Have you opened the book of the Torah? Have you went and seek the teaching? Have you went to try to gain wisdom? Everything is found in Torah. You just have to go in and find it. And if and if you can't do it on your on your own, then you got to find someone to teach it to you. But there's many people that seem to doubt the Torah and think that, that the Torah conceals things. Nothing is concealed. It's there. It's in the open. It's always been taught. And it's always been taught in public as well. <clears throat> the Al-Sheikh interprets the, the list of these specific places metaphorically as very uh, de- determining the various levels of learning and understanding Torah. And he says there are four different types of people who study Torah. The first type of people, the lowest level, is a person who studies the Torah very superficially. Simple, superficial meaning. The second is a person who studies the plain meaning, but on a deeper level with, with a broader scope. The third type of individual is someone who is completely engrossed. He is engaging his mind. He's raising his voice day and night. He's really studying. Good for him. That's the third level. Ah, so what's the fourth level? How can you get higher than that? The fourth level is a person who is able to probe the depths of the Torah and enters the Sodot and the Niflot of the Torah, the hidden inner meanings. So therefore the Al-Sheikh writes that the, the, the Torah's call to these people are expressed in the two psukim that we've learned thus far in tonight's Shi'ur, which correspond to the four types of student. Tor, Torah has the power to diminish man's evil instinct through study. If a person actually begins to say Torah, he can diminish the Yetzirah. Barati Yetzirah, Barati Torah Tavlin. I create, Akadosh Baruch Hu says, I created the the evil inclination, but as its antidote, I created the study of the Torah. But that effect varies according to the intensity that a person actually puts forward in his study. To the student whose learning is superficial, it's bachutz, right? That's how we started p- p- Pasuk Kaf, bachutz. Then the Torah cries out on the level of tarona. Tarona signifies a, a distant sound from a, a very um, gray desire to to repent when a student now broadens the scope of his learning it's no longer bachut it's now barechovot rechovot from lashon rachav means widened wide then th- this involvement of torah learning begins titen kola now it's an actual voice it's a voice the torah gives forth his voice he hears not just a a hum but it's an audible voice, a greater urge to leave evil and to do good. And the third person, the third person is Berosh Homiyot, which is a person who is constantly raising his voice. His voice is always at the top because Torah is at the top of his mind. That individual, Tikra, the Torah uh, uh, lets out a very distinct call to him. He is stronger. He's more clearly defined. Um, to, to turn away from what, what, that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu despises. And the fourth one, Bepitre She'arim. Bepitre She'arim Ba'ir. 
the person who has entered the gates of the city, he's within the city, he sees the Sodot, he has arrived at the inner profound meanings of the Torah. And that person is referred to him as Amarea Tomer. The Torah speaks precisely and unmistakably. A person that is able to reach the inner depths of the Torah can see that the Torah is Mamash talking to him and him only. How many times has it happened to people, including myself? I'm reading something in the uh, in, in the Gemara, I'm reading something in the Chokle Israel in the Parashat Shavua, and I feel that that Rashi, that that Gemara, that that story, that that Halakha of whatever is speaking directly to me. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm learning this now. I just had this question. I just This just happened in my life. I cannot tell you how many times this has happened to me. And just like me, it's happened to so many people. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu really sending messages down to those who are studying His, uh, his Torah. And that is a person who is willing to commit himself to separate from evil and seek the wisdom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is overwhelmed. All right? He's, he, he, uh, it, it, uh, he's with happiness. He, he wants to give this to you. You just have to go out and get it. And the more deep you go, the more clear the answer will be. That's how the Rabbag interprets these Pesukim as the, 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 the wondrous revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wisdom is, is found and manifests in the natural world. Once a person begins to reflect as to what is around him, then the Chokhmah allows him to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a more spiritual way. I always like mentioning the famous machloket between Rashi and the Ramban at the beginning of uh, the Torah. Bereshit para Elohim. Bereshit para Elohim tashamayim v'ta'aretz. In the beginning, uh, Elohim created the world. Shamayim uh, v'aretz. And Rashi says, this is not how the Torah should have started. The Torah should have started with the first mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh in Parashat Bo. That's how Rashi says, you're going to start the Torah, Book of Commandments, start with the first commandment. Why do you have to start with the creation of the world? The Ramban vehemently disagrees. The Ramban says, what are you talking about, Rashi? Without a total understanding that God and belief that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, what mitzvah is there for you to, to even follow? So the Ramban, again, argues with Rashi. And the answer is, they're both right. Some people have this connection and build a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the performance of the mitzvot. And some people do it by looking around like the Rabbag says, I look around at the world and I see the creation, I see the, the powerful storms that come in the summertime, I see the, the blizzards in the wintertime, I see how things sprout from the ground in the spring, and I'm amazed, and I recognize the Creator. All right? So that is how the Rabbag says a person can attain wisdom as well, through looking out and see, hearing the voices, seeing the revelation of Hashem's wisdom from that around you. Moving on to Pasuk Kafbet. How long, simple ones, will you love folly? Here we're starting with the rebuke. Scoffers covet mockery for themselves, and fools hate knowledge. Return to my reproof. Behold, I will express it I will express my spirit to you, and I will make my words uh, known to you. These petaim, which we've spoken about in a, in a previous shiur, are people of very weak intelligence, uh, who are easily led astray by, um, by individuals that 
that uh, despise the Torah and its teachings. Uh, also included amongst the category of Petaim are people with false ideas and false opinions. Those who their desires confuse them and mislead them. And because of their lack of intelligence and the weakness of their, their powers of reasoning, or lack, again, no reasoning, they're now blinded by their lusts, they're blinded by their desires, until they believe that whatever they want in life is good, when it's not necessarily true. Uh, Rabbeinu Yonah stresses a very fundamental principle of, um, with regards to patterns of free will, of and reward and punishment. He says that if people would not allow themselves to be controlled by their ta'avot, by their desires, then their thought process, their machshabot, would not be corrupted. And therefore the Chachamim teach us in Masechet Eruvin the Gemara, Kol nofel sham, that an individual is responsible for his actions. Whoever, kol whoever is seduced by his evil inclination, nofel sham, he will fall to Gainam. The Kadosh Baruch Hu informed Cain of this concept after he killed his brother Hevel. Kadosh Baruch Hu tells Cain, it's the evil impulse, it's, it's desires toward you. That's what the Yitzhara wants to do, it wants to control you. But you can conquer it. You have the ability to. Because the Yitzhara always desires and demands that a man give in. To its, to its demands and desires. The, the Yetzirah cannot satisfy itself without the agreement of man's uh, judgment. Yes, I'm going to do this sin. Once man agrees, now the Yetzirah is satisfied. So if, if therefore, if man then succumbs to his instincts, he will be punished. Admatai, Shlomo HaMelech, tells, uh, tells the Petaim, the, the, the simple ones. Admatai. It doesn't say why. It doesn't say lama or madua. It's, it's how long. Because, like we mentioned, a child is born with a yetzera. We're all born with yetzera. We know that. But how long are you going to give into it? How long will you live a life where you're falling into temptations? It, 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 it's a child's nature to act immature and to long for foolish things. That may, that's true. But as a person grows, we're, we're expected to develop maturity. We're expected to grow out of it and, and to, to gain love and to gain fear for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But you, you scoffers, you fools, you simple ones, how long will you remain as children? When are you finally going to grow up? How long are you going, you, you scoffers, how long are you going to covet mockery? Again, Admatai, the same question. The let's. Scorns everything. We spoke about the Letz in, in, in Pashurim. He mocks people. He speaks negatively about them simultaneously. This, this Midah, this evil Midah usually stems from two factors. The faulty, um, uh, 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 the faulty traits of cruelty and arrogance, as we're going to learn later on in this, uh, in this Sefer. And, and since this Letz, this scoffer, is void of Yirat Hashem, he's void of Yirat Shamayim, fear of God, so therefore, he is readily susceptible to ridicule others, to mock others, to scorn others, because he cannot concede the importance to any individual, to any idea, 
or concept, and certainly not to the Torah and uh, mitzvot. And the fools, uh, and by the way, that's why the, the, the word for scoffer, let's, is the same letters, just reversed, as the word sel. Sel means shadow. Share the same letters. A shadow distorts the perception of reality. Uh, you know, belittling the important. What you, you think you see really isn't what you see. It looks like it, but it's not. Same as the scoffer. The fools, they hate knowledge. The fools are the perpetrators of the wicked deeds. Uh, the, 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 to, to, in order, when they transgress and do these things, it satisfies their desires for, for pleasure and, and enjoyment. Rabenu Yonah takes us a little bit deeper. And he these three groups, simple ones, Letzim, which are scoffers, and Kesilim, fools, represent three functional divisions of the human soul. He says, the first level is Koach HaTzomachat. Koach HaTzomachat is physical growth and bodily functions. The second is Koach HaMitaveh. There's a desire and emotion. And the third function, the third division, is Koach HaMaskelet. He calls it, which is intelligence and reason. Now man, human beings, share the first function, pure physical growth, with plants and animals. Plants grow, animals grow. The second force, which is emotional, man shares that only with animals. Plants don't have emotions, animals do. That's why animals and man both have midot, character traits, we have instincts we do things of uh sometimes when we don't realize it certainly animals do and when we do things negatively we it's where we say we act like animals um is that that's because we have biological needs and therefore we have this desire to to do to do things to accomplish sometimes what we what we desire is is harmful to other people sometimes it's better for people this is the second and the third the highest power is that of intellect, reason and intellect. That is unique to man. So the first, the simpleton, the petty, those those individuals lack any intelligence to make the proper judgments in life. For that, for that, the verb that is used is te'avu. Te'avu is love. Implies that they choose to believe that pursuit of their desires is the good life and nothing else matters. The scoffers, the scoffers are the people that have the bad character traits. That comes for their their lack of control over their emotions and their desires. That's a second level. The verb that's used for them is hamdu. Hamdu is to covet. Um, And and therefore, and and the third category is the fools. And the fools are overwhelmed by their basic animal uh, instincts, and they're they're constantly indulging in their in their physical needs, and they don't have the power and reason um, to to fear Akados Baruch Hu, to restrain those evil impulses. So therefore, they're described as hating wisdom, like the pasuk says, Yisneu Dat. They don't even want to think of wisdom; they don't want to look forward to it. That is uh, how Rabbeinu Yonah um, looks at these three categories. The Malbim looks at it differently. The Malbim says a petty, a simple person is easily swayed towards evil because he lacks the understanding uh, to accept chokhmah. He can't even accept chokhmah. He doesn't have the da'at inside of him. The let's, the scoffer, mocks chokhmah. 
he makes fun of it because it can't be proven through logic. He looks at things that happen in Torah and goes, that doesn't make sense. Uh, how does the paraduma work? So therefore, he mocks it. He makes fun of it. Um, and therefore, since he mocks uh, the, anything based on faith alone, he'll also mock fear of God. He'll mock Yirat which is the only thing that can bring you to the Chokhmah. And then the Kesil, the Kesil, which is the fool, the fool knows Chokhmah. He's not deficient in his ability to understand it. His problem is, is the reason why he rejects it is because it demands him to work. It, it, it requires him to work. And, and, and therefore, he despises Chokhmah. He realizes that, um, that it, it's, it's not possible without me putting the time and he's not interested. That's also echoed by the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon says also that the simple ones have been enticed by their evil impulse to abandon Torah in favor of all the worldly pleasures of the world. And they believe that it will always be good. The scoffers neglect Torah because of the Devarim Betelim. They're too busy smoozing outside and uh, do, and saying things they shouldn't say. Gossip, jokes, stories, things that have no meaning. And even though it doesn't give them any physical pleasure, but it's sweet, it feels good, but there's no benefit to it. And again, fools desist from the study of, of knowledge because when they realize that it's not an instant change, then they have no interest. But they fail to appreciate that the beauty of the Torah comes with lots of effort. And therefore, what, what is our message to these people? Tashuvu letochachti. Return to my reproof, and I'll express my spirit to you. Again, the Vilgan Gaon says that these three parts of the Pasuk constitute the remedy for the three types of people that we mentioned. The petty, the simple one, who was enticed to pursue worldly pleasures, here we tell him, return to return to my reproof. Because the words of Musar, the words of rebuke that I'm telling you, that's going to subjugate your desires. It will lessen your ta'abot, and you'll come to go back on the right path. The let's, the scoffer, he gains pleasure from people who speak, um, uh, by speaking words of mockery and scorning others. It affords him no physical pleasure whatsoever. To him, the Torah, we tell him, Behold, I'm going to express my spirit to you. Because through this, the holiness of the Torah, through, a person can bring, reach high, high levels. Talmud Torah keneged kulam, as we, we learned. The, the study of the Torah, you can, it's keneged all the mitzvot in the entire Torah. And therefore, such is the pleasure of people who, um, who engage in the Torah constantly. And we, that's what we teach him. That's what we tell him. You want the spirit of Torah to come upon you, you need to start learning let Don't spend your time wasting with needless words outside in the lobby, outside in the cafes. Use your time more, more wisely. Lastly, it's a kasil, the fool. And be, that, that, the fool, we said, hates da'at. He hates wisdom. He hates the Torah because he finds it difficult to understand. To that person we say, I will make my words known to you. And then you'll see their sweetness uh, and love. We'll conclude tonight's shiur with an uh, interesting idea from the Vilna Gaon. And he explains why the scoffer has such an attraction to mockery. He says, because every action that a person does uh, comes with it a certain ruach, a heavenly spirit. And again, that's why the word uh, ruach, or the, uh, the, the word uh, ruchi is mentioned. I will bring the ruach upon you. So whenever a person does an action, there's a heavenly spirit that 
um, that propels him to do similar actions, both for the positive and the negative. When a person does a mitzvah, it leads him to do another mitzvah, like we say in Pikar Avot, mitzvah goreret mitzvah. And we also say, avera goreret avera. When a person does a sin, it leads him to do another sin. Now, the greater the mitzvah, the greater opportunity you're going to have to do another mitzvah. Vice versa, the greater the sin, the greater the spirit that will bring forth, that will, God forbid, bring him to desire to do another sin. And since idle chatter, since uh, um, mockery and uh, letzanut is the exact opposite of Torah study, it's the exact opposite. Torah study, you're using your words for holiness, and letzanut and mockery, you're using your words for to bring, to, to speak Lashon Hara and Motsi Shemra, then they bring the sinner greater pleasure than any sin. A person that actually stops, speaks, a person that actually speaks mockery and, and, and words of wisdom, uh, sorry, a mockery and, 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 uh, and scornful words to his friends and to, to others, this is, this is one of the worst things he can do. There's no, because, and he's gaining pleasure from it. They, because that spirit that is, that is entering him, this evil spirit, this negative spirit is, is pushing him to do more. The tremendous spirit of impurity which results from these sins causes a heightened enjoyment. That's why people love mockery so much. That's why people are drawn to Lashonara so much. Because there's a spirit entering you, a negative spirit. But if the, if the mitzvah is great, if the, if, if the action a person does is great, then the heavenly spirit which results from it is also great. And now he'll have a, a, a good yeser to perform more mitzvot. Because since the study of the Torah is the greatest of the mitzvot, tamu Torah keneget kulam, the spirit that flows from it will afford the person the greatest pleasure of it all. And therefore follows that if a person performed an outstanding good deed, if he did something that was astonishing, something that was unbelievable, it must be of, uh, because of, a, of the merit of something he did previously. At the dedication uh, uh, celebration of Yeshivat Chachmei Lublin in pre-war Poland, which I actually got to see the what the yeshiva once uh, it's, it's still up the building. It's now a, a hotel for people who are visiting Poland to see the um, uh, horrible sites of the Holocaust. But the the Shivat Chachmei Lublin prior to the war, um, the 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 Rebbe of Charkov praised the the amazing work and deeds and contributions of a man named Shmuel Eichenbaum. Shmuel Eichenbaum was the benefactor, the, the, the person who gave so much money, who donated the plot of land for the yeshiva to be built. And in the speech, the Rebbe got up and addressed him, and he told him the following. He said, Shmuel, donating this property to the yeshiva is certainly a mitzvah, and for that you have gained and earned great honor and recognition, and you deserve it. But what I want to know, Shmuel, is what mitzvah did you do previously? What did you do prior to this, by virtue of which you merited to become the donor of the property upon which this yeshiva is erected? If you have the zechut to give millions and millions to build the yeshiva, we need to know what you did before. That means that if, when you, if you're able to give millions towards a Torah institution, there must have been a holy, positive 
uh, uplifting spirit that entered you to do that as a result of something you did before. This is how powerful our actions are. This is how great the, the, the study of Torah is. When a person studies Torah, he in, enters inside of him this most incredible spirit. And lo aleinu, lo alechem, if it's the opposite, then we can be exposed to one of the more ne- negative um, effects possible through the evil spirit. Let us hope and pray that through our words of holiness, through the study of the Torah that we do, through the performance of the mitzvot, all that gets injected in us is that of holiness and purity so that will lead us to do more and more good things. Mitzvah, goreret, mitzvah, and not chas v'shalom, avera, goreret, avera, bezrat Hashem. In the next year, we will conclude the first parak, the chapter of Mishleh. Thank you everyone for joining. We'll see you again soon.